All right, Wall fans, Common Sensors Podcast consumers, welcome to episode 83 of Go Tell to the Wall Podcast. I am, of course, your favorite, favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and we got a great show for you tonight. All kinds of good topics to get into, the usual common sense, uh, and it, it, fortunately, it's it stopped raining here in Los Angeles. I, I say fortunately, that's going to come out wrong. Uh, fortunately, it didn't rain for five days straight here in Los Angeles, the kind of rain that really only does us so much good. Uh, so, so I think spirits are a little higher here in Southern California and, and around the Southern California area. Hey, Mookie. Uh, again, we are live on Facebook right now, so for those of you that only listen to the audio portion of the podcast, keep that in mind. Uh, we will be interacting with people jumping on that broadcast as well as our on-air producers, uh, Chris and Bridget Hassong. So keep that in mind. It's funny. I've actually gotten email questions and sometimes like people that only listen to the, the audio version, the podcast itself get confused sometimes. Cause they're like, who, who are you? Who are you talking? Like, yes, I know it's confusing at times. There's a live feed, but it, 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 it's for the benefit of everybody. It just, if you only listen and you're not aware there's a live feed going on, I can see how that could at times be confusing. So it's okay. Just keep that in mind. Live feed, episode 83 going on uh, on Facebook as well at this very moment. Uh, all right, let's kick things off with social plugs. Social plugs. You can, of course, follow us between episodes, during episodes, after episodes, before episodes, whenever you so please. And you can do that in multiple locations. One of those would be on Twitter. Our Twitter handle, at TellTheWallPod. That's right, at TellTheWallPod or and or at Magic Muppet. Follow both of those. Uh, at Magic Muppet's my own personal Twitter account. You're going to see updates about the podcast on both of those as well as Nuggets of Common Sense coming your way kind of, uh, I, I would say every day. But I just, I don't do the social platforms like most people do. And that's why we don't have as big of a social media presence. But it's okay because it's... That, that's for the kids, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. That, as I mentioned, is where we are currently live with episode 83. Uh, and of course, we are on YouTube. Head on over to YouTube, search uh, go tell to the wall, subscribe to our channel, check out all of our beer reviews that are up there. Uh, and as I mentioned, we had like a dip in it, but there was a big spike on YouTube and then a little dip, and now it's spiking again. For some reason, people are, are getting into the YouTube. So make sure you subscribe. Check out our videos, uh, see what everyone's kind of, I don't want to say freaking out about, but why we're why we're getting massive increases. Uh, and especially if you're a beer drinker, lots and lots of beer reviews up there. And these are common sense beer reviews. Uh, we're not getting all, you know, into the intricacies of how it's brewed and everything. It's bottom line stuff, uh, much how we, the way we do on the podcast itself. And of course, most importantly, and all-encompassing of those things I just mentioned, would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Uh, that's our website, my website, and the official Go Tell It to the Wall uh, website. So head on over there, bookmark it, check back often, and actually can link you to all those things I just mentioned if you didn't. You forgot what it was that I said, or you didn't write it, whatever it is. You can actually just link directly from SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Uh, and we're having some live video feed issues as usual. The cesspool that is Facebook, they just update things like crazy. I'm looking over here and it's like giving me error things, but it's all good. Uh, and of course, 
not only all those things I just mentioned, but also our Patreon page. You can link to our Patreon page uh, through SeanOroarkLive.com and support the show financially. If you have the means and you are so inclined uh, to do so, please, please help us out financially. Uh, keeps the show running. Uh, and, and it helps to to bring in new concepts and everything else uh, pertaining to Go Tell to the Wall, uh, the podcast, the channel, and, and really the blogs, everything. Uh, so please, please, if you have the means, uh, please do so through Patreon. Uh, beer this week. Beer this week. I'm actually super excited about this one. Uh, I, I know I'm like always super excited. This one is fairly new. I don't know how new it is, but I hadn't actually gotten my hands on it until recently. And it's a tasty brew from... Uh, Lagunitas. Lagunitas. We love Lagunitas here at Go Tell to the Wall Podcast. And it is the Sumpin' Easy Ale. Sumpin' Easy Ale from Lagunitas. They are a California brewery. Uh, I'm really enjoying this one. Chris, this one's probably going to be in your wheelhouse. It's not ridiculously hoppy like a lot of the IPAs. This is this has been my speed lately. Uh, I've, I've been avoiding the IPAs unless I can get smaller pours like out at breweries and stuff. Uh, I'm enjoying the ales much more. And this one is definitely a nice, smooth drinking ale. Still has a little bit of a bite to it, uh, and you're also getting a little fruitiness from the specific hops that are in there. Uh, I believe it was sitting at 5.8%, 5.7%. Look at that. Memory is pretty good. 5.7% alcohol, so it is it is a little higher uh, you know, than your lagers and some of your other pale ales, uh, but it is, a, it is a tasty one. Chris, have you had the, the Sumpin' Easy Ale? This one's definitely in your wheelhouse. Chris and I go back and forth on beers. Uh, he was kind of into IPAs and just realized a couple years ago that he did not actually like them and was just drinking them because they were popular. Uh, I don't, wouldn't fall fully into that category, but I just I just kind of got kind of got a little tired of them. Uh, but check this one out. I actually they've had this one at 7-Eleven by me in the stovepipe cans, so you can actually get stovepipe cans. They have them in, at Sprouts in the stovepipe cans, uh, and also at Vons. I have found the that's just just without even really trying. Those are locations you can pick them up or Safeway if you're up in the Bay Area. I'm sure many other grocery stores are going to have them because Lagunitas is pretty much nationwide, and I'm loving it. It's been mm, it's been my go-to, and in fact, uh, I made my wife pick up a 12. She went out to the grocery store for me last Sunday while I was sitting here watching football, hanging out with my daughter. Went to the grocery store for me. No, went to the grocery store. Uh, but for me, I had her pick up a 12-pack of these beers. This is, for this year, is my official uh, playoff beer because the Patriots beat the Chargers while I was drinking this beer. And sure enough, last weekend, they beat the Chiefs while I was drinking this beer. So I'm also going to get a nice little 12-pack of it for the Super Bowl because that's what I do. I'm superstitious. Oh, speaking of Super Bowl. I want to get into that a little later. Uh, one more thing I want to mention. LAUSD Teachers. LAUSD teachers are back to work. They are back to work as of yesterday, as of Wednesday of this week. Fortunately, they are back to work. Uh, I don't. I haven't looked into the details of it. I know they didn't quite get everything they wanted. However, I'm happy to see that there were some concessions, uh, and and they were at least able to get to a point where they could get back to work. Uh, there were some. I don't want to say heartbreaking, just very encouraging videos of, of children talking about how important their teachers are to them. And as I said last week on episode 82, teachers are, are so incredibly important uh, and we need to, to make sure that they're being paid well. Uh, and, and really beyond that, what was happening with the LAUSD teachers here in Los Angeles uh, was they were also trying to get more resources for the kids trying to get more resources for the kids, you know, beyond just smaller class sizes. Uh, and, and it's fantastic to see that they were pushing for that and that they did get some of that. And we're able to get back to work. Happy that, that our children here in Los Angeles are, are being taught by their actual teachers once again. Uh, so, so shout out to the teachers union. All right, let's get into some social. That was a very long opening. I don't know what happened. I've just been rambling a little bit and that's okay. I'm, I think everyone will get over it. 
It's just been one of those weeks for me personally. It's probably going to be a lot of rambling and some ranting. Who knows where it's going to go. Uh, but social media trends, nonetheless. A couple hashtags that are floating around right now. I actually really I enjoy this one. Uh, and I believe it is actually today. And that would be hashtag National Compliment Day. So today is the day ar around the nation that you should give compliments to each other. Uh, now, I think that's cool. I think it's fantastic. I also don't think we necessarily need a day. Uh, it is cool and great that they're raising this awareness, but I think it's okay to give compliments every day. Every day. Don't go out of your way to give weird compliments. I know some, I, I, I know some guys. I see them out on the street walking around Highland Park, and I'm like, that's not a compliment, sir. <laughs> you're, you're really you're harassing. There's a difference. Uh, but just, just be positive and compliment each other. Build each other up. That is so important to build each other up. So I'm not even going to go through many of these. I, I will just bring it up because it is National Compliment Day, uh, and it's something that we can, can continue to do in our daily lives. We don't need a day for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, another hashtag floating around would be hashtag I'm old enough to. Hashtag I am old enough to. Uh, this one, I'm going to read you one right here from Melt Like Butter. <laughs> People in their freaking Twitter names. Melt Like Butter. Whatever. And they got some pancake emojis. Uh, th thank you, Chris. Thank you very much. Uh, and this is, I, I have to give a shout out to, to my barber, Oliver, uh, who works at the Hive right here in Highland Park. They don't give me any kind of discount or anything. Uh, he, he's been doing my hair for a few months now. Uh, and actually, he does my beard now and then. I don't have him do it all the time. But I had him do a full beard trim this past weekend and, uh, and been quite happy with it. So shout out to Oliver down there at the Hive. Uh, he works in, at Silver Lake and as well as Highland Park. I catch him in Highland Park because I literally just walk uh, uh, to, the, to the salon and, and, and get my hair cut. Uh, but thank you very much, Chris. Uh, again, hashtag I'm old enough to melt like butter said hashtag I'm old enough to know to know better, but young enough to not care what anyone thinks if I do it anyway. It's probably a good mantra to just have. I mean, you should kind of care what people think. You don't want to be offending a ton of people, uh, but just live a little carefree. We can all live a little more carefree. Uh, I want to share a personal story it was actually at the mall this past weekend. Glendale Galleria. Like, that's not a place you want to be on a Saturday, especially on a holiday weekend uh, Saturday. In fact, uh, we went there. I had to go to Lids, which, if you're not familiar with it, is a hat store. I had ordered a, a Boston Bruins Winter Classic beanie from this year. And you don't pay shipping if you just have it shipped to, to a Lids store. So I was like, ah, I just I don't want to pay shipping. And uh, so I had to go pick that up. My wife had to go to Victoria's Secret to pick up some things. And, oh, God, it was just a madhouse. Victoria's Secret was nuts. They were doing their semi-annual sale or whatever that is. If, if you're female or male and you wear Victoria's Secret or you have a significant other that, you know, wears Victoria's Secret, then you've actually heard of the semi-annual sale. And it was madness, absolute madness. But as we were walking around the mall, I decided to pop into Hot Topic. Uh, I know. And that sounds people that, that listen to the podcast regularly are like, dude, what are you doing in Hot Topic? Uh, for those of you that are too young to remember or might be a little confused, Hot Topic in the 90s and, and early 2000s even was one of your only places to go and get band shirts. That was like the, the place you went. I've been there quite a bit, uh, you know, not recently, but we're talking 20 plus years ago uh, to get band shirts. So as we're walking by, I was like, ah, let me pop in here and see if I can find a couple shirts, you know. And I'm walking around. I actually found a couple and uh, uh, <laughs> I was about to just screw up. Uh, they had a shirt similar to the shirt I'm wearing for the band of this actual shirt. Uh, I'm not going to give it away because I already said someone's got to identify it. Uh, but they had one of those. And I'm talking to one of the, the young ladies that works there. And, and I was like, oh, do you have any more of this shirt? You know, in my size. And she's like, 
no, I don't, I don't think so. And she's looking around and she's like, we don't have any more in the back, you know? And she goes, there was a whole pile of them earlier. I guess everyone came in here and ripped through them. And I was like, do, do people shopping here even know what that band is? Because honestly, like I'm not, I'm barely old enough to, to know what that band is or to have been listening to them when they were actually a band. There's a little, little, little hint for you trying to, those of you trying to figure out what the shirt is. Uh, so then, and then I'm like, she's like, well, what other bands, you know? And I was like, well, you have any rancid shirts? And I got plenty of rancid shirts, you know? She's like, no, interrupters, because you know me and interrupters. No, how about some dropkick shirts? And she's like, no, definitely not dropkick shirts. And I remembered from like 20 years ago, I was like, I've actually, I actually got a couple dropkick Murphy shirts here. And I turned around, I was like, oh, you were probably like in elementary school when I was getting those dropkick shirts. <laughs> and she, and she was like, we're joking back and forth. She turns to me, she's like, I might have even been younger than that. I'm 16. And I turned to her and jokingly, not in like a cynical way, but I was like, yeah, you weren't even born yet when I was buying those shirts. And I just was like, and then this hashtag, I'm old enough too. And I, I, I said, um, I'm old enough to make a, a hot topic employee feel young. I, I don't even know, but I thought it was very funny. And I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to go now. Like <laughs> This is clearly not the store for me. Uh, but it is interesting because like I said, they have band t-shirts. They also have a lot of Funko pops in the back. And as you know, uh, I, I, I'm a Funko pop fan. In fact, Julian has been getting prime, prime, uh, real estate now that, uh, that he basically, uh, along with Tom Brady, uh, so I don't want to say single-handedly, but almost single-handedly got us, got the Patriots into the Super Bowl with his ridiculous catches. Now everyone's going to hit me. Brady was throwing. Yes. I know Brady was throwing the ball. I love me some Julian though. All right, moving on. Hashtag odd baby shower presents. Hashtag odd baby shower presents. Uh, I'm not going to read through these, but I will say I can think of an odd baby shower present that would be a stripper. I actually saw there was like a meme or something going around recently, and it was a baby shower, and someone was like, and there was a stripper. And it's like, oh, I mean, okay. Whatever your prerogative is, I would think of it as a little weird. But hey. That's more of like a bachelorette party thing, not necessarily a baby shower thing. Even like a bridal shower thing, I guess. Um, although I will share this one with you. Uh, odd, hashtag odd baby shower presents from Dale. Uh, a new pillow. Everyone knows they'll never sleep again, so don't get new pillows. Uh, which is, uh, that's so, always blown out of proportion. You, you don't sleep much for the first couple months, but you can get some sleep in if, if, if you're sleep training your kid. And, you know, sleeping at night is... is not really a huge issue in, in my house. Uh, you know, at times, yes, but for the most part, not a huge issue. Uh, and one more hashtag I want to share with you. This is one to like bookmark or keep in mind uh, if you're a beer drinker. If you're a beer drinker, this was brand new to me, and I think it's been around for a while. Uh, there's even a a Twitter account at New Brew Thursday, uh, and so of course this would be hashtag New Brew Thursday. So what people do is on Thursdays they're going on and sharing. Uh, pictures and information about new beers that they're trying. And, of course, we also have breweries that are sharing their new beers. So, again, this would be a cool hashtag just to just to, uh, just to to follow. Uh, you're going to keep up to date on new beers from breweries, especially if you live in an area like Los Angeles uh, where there's just tons of breweries. Uh, in fact, I was talking to my barber last weekend, and he was telling me about uh, Asheville, which is North Carolina, and then that town is just, it, he said it's like all breweries. You, you walk down the street, and all you smell is like yeast, and you smell beer brewing. Like, it's, it's kind of wild. Uh, so if you live in one of those areas, this would be the, like a good hashtag to follow along with using that untapped app. And, of course, I want to share this with everyone. I actually got, uh, 
I've actually got a, a brand new, one of those massive, like, 64-ounce steel growlers here. Just got this. Uh, my brother-in-law actually got this for me for Christmas, and I'm looking forward to really using this one. I have a bunch of the glass growlers, but there's something about this. I, I've actually got a brewery that I can walk to from my house, uh, and, and it's Highland Park Brewery. Uh, it's not the official Highland Park Brewery, but they have the breweries within this other bar that is there, uh, and they have all their stuff on tap. So I'm going to be going to fill this bad boy up very, very soon, and it's going to be nice to just be able to walk home with like a steel growler instead of one of the glass ones, you know. Uh, but again, one more time, hashtag New Brew Thursday. Follow that one. I'm going to be checking back on that one quite often uh, just to find out about new beers because that's the way to go. That's the way to go. Oh, Chris, I have a feeling you're going to like this one, especially being just a, a reader in general. But I like I enjoyed this one and I, I, I didn't actually haven't gotten to it yet, but I've actually got a book recommendation in TV, film and books. As, this is two weeks in a row of books. I don't know what's happening, uh, but I found this book that uh, there was a website talking about it and. I, like I said, haven't read it yet, but I am extremely intrigued by this book. Uh, it's actually called Home, The Ugly Truth About Space Travel. And it's a new book by Don Moyer, who is a former graphic artist. And it's essentially humorous tips about space travel. Uh, so to give you an example, one of the pages would be uh, The Ugly Truth About Space Travel, Coffee. The farther you vent, this is, and I quote, the farther you venture from Earth, the worse the coffee. Space travel will teach you that most of the universe is an undrinkable zone. Now you understand why space travel, now do you understand why space travel is so obnoxious? End quote. Uh, and it's basically just pages, and they are all illustrated. So for this one, for example, there is an alien holding what looks like a Starbucks coffee cup. Uh, clearly, based on that, there's no Starbucks out in deep space, but he's got a Starbucks coffee cup. Uh, and I found this really intriguing. I think it's really a fun thing. These are not real tips. Uh, so, so uh, wow, Tom DeLong. I'm blanking on names here. Like Tom DeLong is not going to be buying this book and getting trips for you know tips for his 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 space trip that he is planning on taking at some point here. Uh, but it's humorous. I think you will enjoy it. I'm going to check it out. I'm sure it's on Amazon Kindle store or whatever. Uh, or maybe even do a hard copy on this one because it's full of just really cool art from a former graphic artist. So check it out again. Home, the ugly truth about space travel. I don't want to do any space travel myself. I didn't need to learn about the ugly truth. We got some great news this week. Great, great, great Marvel news. Not Avengers, although I, I know I've been getting mail about it. Chris, I'll tell you right now, I finally watched it on Saturday. Chris is one of the many people that have been giving me a hard time. Finally watched Infinity War. This is not Avengers news. This is not that MCU news. This is my favorite part of Marvel news. And that would be Deadpool 3. Ryan Reynolds recently did an interview and confirmed that they are working on Deadpool 3. He did say, however, that it is going to be completely different from the first two. Now, when I read that at first, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, so Disney's got it now, and now you got to... No, no, I don't think that's what he's talking about. What he's talking about is the first two films really focused on the individual Deadpool. And this one, they're going to branch out. Most likely, it will it will be a team-up with X-Force, which we kind of saw teased in Deadpool 2. Uh, and, of course, that means more Domino. I'm very excited. like the Domino character. Really love the actress that plays Domino, uh, as well as the other X-Force characters that are likely going to come in. And uh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen Deadpool 2, uh, maybe Brad Pitt. <laughs> like, maybe Brad Pitt just rolls up into Deadpool 3. Uh, yeah, it's very small. Very, You should have seen Deadpool 2 by now. If you listen to this podcast, I was pushing it like crazy. I've got it, the Blu-ray sitting right over here. It's one of the few like Blu-rays that I actually own. 
Uh, but super excited about that one. Uh, we got some more movie news. Sopranos movie. The Sopranos movie that we've heard about for, I feel like we've been hearing about this for a couple years now. It really started hearing about it when Sopranos ended, and then it kind of died down for a while. It's picked up steam over the past couple years. Uh, we have some news from them. Uh, James Gandolfini's son has been cast as a young Tony. The Sopranos movie is obviously going to be a prequel, uh, and his, his actual son, the actor's son, uh, has been cast as young Tony, not the kid that played his son on the show, his actual son in real life. Uh, and it's a film written by David Chase. If you're familiar with David Chase, he wrote the original and was the showrunner for the the Sopranos series that aired on HBO for six years. Uh, and to give you a little background on the the film and, and what's being written, it's going to take place in 1967 New Jersey. 1967 New Jersey, uh, which apparently at that time there were some big riots between Italian-Americans and African-Americans and, and just a lot of discourse going on in New Jersey at that time and that's when it's actually going to be set so we're going to see a young Tony Soprano uh, hopefully I've seen a little bit of back and forth on whether his son is actually like an actor actor or they're just putting him in there because he looks like it I, you know I don't know uh, I also think that you know what maybe he's not necessarily a working actor but maybe he's a fantastic actor and we don't know it who knows we'll we'll, we'll see only time will tell uh, all right we do have some more Marvel news this one pertaining to Avengers uh, and I'm curious what you think about this one, Chris. Uh, we're getting rumors on a new Marvel hero, new Marvel hero in the MCU. Uh, and it's pretty much been confirmed that we are going to be seeing the Black Knight. The Black Knight, which is a Marvel superhero from the Marvel uh, Marvel comic book universe and now being added to the Marvel cinematic universe. The rumors are... There's plan essentially that we've gotten confirmation that there's plans in place for Black Knight. We don't know exactly when, but obviously rumors have started swirling uh, for Avengers Endgame because that will be the next Avengers film that comes out in May, I believe. Somebody will help me out on that, uh, but I believe it's May, somewhere around there. Uh, so we could be seeing a brand new Marvel superhero uh, within the Marvel Cinematic Universe again brand new to the films, not new to the comic books. Anyone who reads the comic books uh, is going to be familiar with Black Knight. I, I'm Personally, I'm familiar with Black Knight, and, and I'm not super avid or super knowledgeable about all the comic book characters, but I think Black Knight is not quite like Deadpool and, and Captain America, but it's not like these lower characters that, you know, when a casual fan sees a film, you're like, who, who? You know, I so I, I do actually remember Black Knight. So we'll see. That character is going to be coming up. Uh, here at some point, like I said, most likely Avengers Endgame. They're, there's, they're, you know they're throwing a lot of stuff into that. Most likely going to be uh, a few of those actors' last uh, Marvel film. So you know they're going to want to get kind of everything in there. And, and introducing new characters is going to help them to move along uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it totally makes sense. Man, lots of, lots of, lots of movie news but not movie news. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, including this one. Jeff Bridges. If you're not familiar with Jeff Bridges... Uh, he's played lots of roles. Oh, April, April Avengers is April. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Jeff Bridges has played lots of roles. The most important role, in my opinion, that Jeff Bridges has ever played would be the role of the dude in the big Lebowski fantastic Coen brothers movie from the nineties, I believe from the nineties might've been 2000 late nineties. Uh, fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Jeff Bridges is fantastic in it. Uh, John Goodman is fantastic in it. Steve Buscemi is fantastic in it. Uh, I'm blanking on the the other guy who is also fantastic in it. Uh, make sure you see it. But 
Jeff Bridges tweeted out a video today, today, teasing a return of the dude. That's right. And it's a video of him dressed as the dude, put up in the full, you know, regalia of the dude. Very cryptic. Doesn't say there's a new film coming. So, of course, people lost their mind. Oh, new Big Lebowski film, blah, 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 blah. I don't know for sure, but I would bet money this isn't a new film that's coming out. We're most likely looking at a Super Bowl ad that you're going to be viewing a week from Sunday. So, not really as exciting news as you might have thought, but pretty cool that there's going to be a Big Lebowski commercial. However, this is I've said this for years now. Uh, about Super Bowl commercials is they're not really ads anymore. They're basically like reunions for 80s and 90s sitcoms to then build on nostalgia and hopefully get people to buy product. Personally, I stopped watching Super Bowl <laughs> commercials like so long ago. I, like if I'm sitting there, I might watch it, but I'm not like, ooh, ooh, that's the best one. That's No, I don't care. I don't care. It's companies that have too much money, more money than they know what to do with, spending it on 30 seconds of television time. Give me a break. Give me a break. We talked about it last week. All right. Uh, I want to talk about a new show that is going to be premiering on NBC. It's going to be premiering on NBC March 28th at 9.30 p.m. And this is a show called Abby's. Abby's. That's right. A-B-B-Y apostrophe S. It is a show that is starring Natalie Morales. Natalie Morales. Uh, 100% agree. That's what it is for me, Chris. Commercials are times to pee and grab a new beer. Uh, and unfortunately, I still use my little vaporizer, you know, my, my e-cig. So I will go out and, and, and that's when I will indulge in that. Uh, but Natalie Morales, if you're familiar, if you're not familiar with Natalie Morales, she actually played the female lead on, and I'm blanking on the name of the show. I was even, I, was, I meant to look it up before I came in here, uh, but there was a, a Fred Savage show uh, where he was a lawyer. Um, and, and she played the female lead on that show. She was actually great on the show. Uh, show was, was fantastic as well and just didn't, didn't quite cut it and, uh, and, and so didn't continue. I think they did like 10 episodes or something like that. Um, but definitely check this one out. It also features, and I, I hate doing this because I'm so bad about his name, and Chris is going to give it to me right now. Uh, it features the janitor uh, from Scrubs, and it, it's like I love this guy. I think he's a fantastic actor. He was also Mike Heck on uh, on the middle. And I'm just like because uh, Scrubs was such a like defining show for me personally. It's just I mean no disrespect to the actor, but it's just when when there is such a just defining show or movie for me. Like sometimes it's, it's the janitor. It's the janitor, and I don't mean it in a disrespectful way. I just mean it in a way that he played a character that really not that I related to, but I really enjoyed and really kind of shaped the way that I look at shows and look at entertainment. And that's why, thank you, Neil Flynn uh, is the actor that played the janitor. He also played Mike Heck on The Middle. And he is also going to be featured on, uh, he's an actor on Abby's, which again is going to premiere on NBC March 28th. And I bring this up, most importantly, not because I like those actors, not because the concept of the show looks great. And we'll talk more about the show as we get closer to March because I'm going to give you all a reminder. Uh, but I bring this up as a big shout out to our on-air producer, Chris Hassong, who works on the show himself. And of course, we are going to be watching it because not only do we know it's a fantastic show because our very own on-air producer, Chris, works on it. That's right. For those of you that are confused, I don't pay Chris. He has to actually, he, he has like, a, he has to have a real job where he, you know, uh, so we're going to support Chris. We're going to check out this show because you know it's going to be fantastic, uh, but huge, huge shout out and congratulations to Chris uh, for your show that's going to be coming up here in, in March. In March, we're going to be watching it on NBC and trust me, 
I will be reminding all of you, it's not even February yet. We'll talk about it a few more times before then. Most definitely. Oh, man. Game of Thrones news. Are you guys tired of Game of Thrones news yet? Like, I'm kind of getting tired of Game of Thrones news. Uh, Maisie Williams. Maisie Williams did a interview. She's Arya Stark, for those of you that aren't familiar with the with her uh, her real name. She plays Arya Stark. She did an interview uh, in which she stated, no one will be satisfied with the ending. The re- But the main reason she said no one would be satisfied with the ending was not because it's going to be a bad ending. It was because she was saying no one wants the show to end. No one wants the show to end. I kind of get that, but I think I fall on the other side of this. I love Game of Thrones. I love Game of Thrones. In fact, what I'm going to have to do is, uh, because I'm seeing a concert on the night of April 14th, which is the night that Game of Thrones premieres, I am going to have to be on a social media like blackout until either later that night, probably the next morning because it's going to be late and I'm old, uh, when I actually get a chance to watch Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, actually, that's what I... Chris, remind me of that because I was reading that as I was reading up about it, but we'll talk about it next couple shows, and, and uh, which is like a whole weird, new, weird, not new, but different weird thing with multicam. And But I want to talk about that more uh, as we get closer to the show. Uh, but like I was saying, I fall into the category of I love Game of Thrones, but I'm definitely ready for it to end. I'm kind of like, okay, let, let's put someone on that damn Iron Throne. Let's let's wrap it up. Let's call it a day. I, it's a fantastic show, but it's it's been 10 years of this. Been 10 years of this. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm gonna, I thought so, Chris. Uh, it's been 10 years of this, and I think a lot of people are ready for it to wrap up. You know, ready, we get a lot of hype and everything, and all these leaks and articles and stuff, and Maisie Williams saying no one will be satisfied, blah, blah. I'm ready for it to wrap up. I don't know where you guys fall on that, but I'm ready for it to wrap up. Uh, not again, not because I don't love the show, but because it's just, it's ten years. Like we're done. We're we're kind of done here, you know. And then there's like we got two years between seasons and everything. It's just kind of madness. Just kind of madness. All right, one more thing in uh, no two more things in TV, film, and books that I want to talk about. Uh, we got an announcement from YouTube TV. YouTube TV is going national. Uh, they went national. They're now available in 98% of U.S. households. 98%. If you're not familiar with YouTube TV, you can actually get network channels through YouTube TV. Uh, you do pay a subscription fee, uh, but it's going to be a lot cheaper than paying for a cable package. So this is a great option for for cable uh, for cord. What do you call them? Cord cutters, cord cutters, or whatever. Uh, I've been a cord cutter for a long time. I've actually it's, I can't remember the last time I had cable. I had cable years ago when I had a roommate, and my roommate paid for cable, so I was like, all right, we got, we got cable, but I, you know, I've i been off the cable for quite a while. Uh, a lot of it is because of services and subscription services like this, like Hulu, which we got some news from Hulu. We talked about Netflix last week and their price increase. Well, this week, we've got a price decrease from Hulu. Price decrease from Hulu. That's right. The basic plan from Hulu is now only going to run you $5.99 per month. $5.99 per month. Uh, the other tiers of Hulu, like the ad-free one, still staying at the same price range, but if you have the basic version, uh, it's going to be a little cheaper. And hopefully, like like in my house, that's going to make up for the slight price increase from Netflix, because in my house, we have Hulu and Netflix. Those are kind of our two main um, entertainment avenues, I guess, when it, when it comes to television. Uh, so, so that's gonna essentially in my house, it did, we're just, it's the same Hulu, Netflix went up, Hulu went down and it's, we're just at the same spot we were. So it's all good. And, uh, and, and keep that in mind. If, if, if you don't have Hulu, 
this would be a good time to get it now that it's a little cheaper. And if you do have Hulu, it's going to be a little less coming out of your bank account every month. All right, let's get into some music news. Music news. That's right. We don't always have music news, but we have some this week. And in fact, this piece of music news is from this morning. This morning. Uh, we've actually got a new side project from the great Mark Hoppus of Blink-182. He has teamed up with all-time lows Alex Gasgarth. Gasgarth. Uh, and they have created a new band called Simple Creatures. That's right. New band called Simple Creatures. They dropped a single this morning. This morning, there's a Twitter account for Simple Creatures that you can follow, but I, which I don't follow, but I do follow Mark Hoppus. Got up this morning, looked at my phone, went, what? Mark Hoppus dropping a new song. Listen to it. We're, we're honest here at, at Go Tell It's a Wall Podcast. Always use common sense. It's not my personal favorite. There's a lot of na-na-nas in it. That's a deep cut. Only some of the like hardcore Blink fans are going to get it. A lot of na-na-nas. Uh, but I'm sure it's a good song. It, it's it's not, not, I'm not saying it's bad. Not saying it's great. I'm kind of right in the middle on it, but that doesn't mean it can't be a great song for you. So check it out again. Simple Creatures, new band uh, from Mark Hoppus and and uh, Alex Gaskarth, who is from uh, All Time Low. I'm wondering what their age difference. There's got to be like a 20 year age difference. All Time Low is like a recent band, and Mark Hoppus is like 50. All the Blink fans are gonna come. Mark Hoppus is not 50. I know he's not 50. Calm down, everybody. One more piece of music news. Weezer. Weezer just randomly dropped an album. <laughs> Last night, dropped an album. We kind of knew they were working on an album. Uh, and I believe they're still working on another album, but they just dropped a completely random album. Last night, Wednesday of this week, dropped an album. And, of course, you know it's it's a color. It's the Teal album. The cover, the, the cover art is a little ridiculous because they're really leaning into this, but... Wow, how many times can I say cover? The album cover, they're really leaning into it because it is an album of covers. That's right. It is all covers. Uh, and, of course, you know what the number one song on there is going to be because it got super popular, and that would be Africa. But let me run down the other nine for you. Uh, another song on there, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. If you're not familiar with that one, little Dennis Miller show action. It's much more popular than that, but just I always think of that. Uh, Sweet Dreams Are Made of This. Take On Me. That one I'm kind of interested to hear. I haven't listened to any of them yet. Happy Together, Paranoid, uh, Mr. Blue Sky, this is where it gets weird, No Scrubs, which I believe was a TLC song, like in the 90s, uh, Billie Jean, and Stand By Me. So check it out. It's, it's I believe it's available on Spotify. You don't have to pay for it. I'll probably go check it out later tonight and, and see what all the fuss is about. Uh, but new album from an uh, album of covers from Weezer, which a lot of bands do. I'm surprised Weezer didn't have a full album of covers. A lot of bands do that. Uh, Less Than Jake has had one for, like, they did one years and years ago, and many other bands have as well. Newfound Glory, like, just pulling crappy punk rock bands out of my head that have done it. But, yeah, there's plenty of bands that have done it. All right, and Chris is – real quick before I get into our next topic here, Chris is giving me some information. We're going to talk more about Abby's uh, as we get closer to it, but there's a lot going on behind the scenes of that show that is really, really cool, uh, including the fact that it's shot outside at night and has a live studio audience, uh, and it's the never-been-done-with-a-multicam um, television show before. So we're going to get into more details on that uh, just because not only do I think the show is going to be great, but it's cool. I love to see cool stuff happening behind the scenes, unique stuff, you know, and it's like, well, we're going to do this. It's set outside. We're going to shoot it outside instead of in a massive soundstage. So I really appreciate that. And like I said, we'll talk more about it as we get closer to March. 
All right, I want to get into some mental health. I don't have a ton of stuff this week. Last week, I feel like it was fire and brimstone on mental health because uh, Piers Morgan is a, an ignorant asshole. Uh, but so I don't have a ton. But I, I, I did want to talk about this, uh, and this this topic actually came up on the Mighty, which is something I, I tend to follow because there's good tips on there. Uh, there's good stuff to share with all of you, and there's good stuff really just for me personally. And that would be the topic of isolation versus chronic isolation. Now, if you've ever been into uh, to a psychologist or a counselor of any kind, uh, you know, many times they'll tell you, no, don't be alone. Don't be alone. Lean on your friends. Lean on your family and everything else. Well, we've reached a point as people have really delved into their own mental health and their own mental illness that we realize that isn't necessarily always the truth. That would be the difference between isolation and chronic isolation. The bottom line is don't feel bad if you need to be alone. Don't feel bad. I do it quite often. It's very difficult for me to be alone because I have a two-year-old at home, uh, but I do it quite often. Sometimes I just need to be alone. Sometimes there could be a, a big social event going on, um, you know, and obviously I like I, I won't, wouldn't, if there's a wedding or something, but there might be a big party going on or something. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't have it in me today. I need to just, to just work on myself and recharge. I think that is the important thing to keep in mind when it comes to isolation and just being alone. It would be the recharge portion of it. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you need to recharge. You need to recharge your batteries. I talked about this uh, in, during, in the holiday episode uh, when we were talking about, you know, don't feel bad if you just need to walk away, walk outside from a party and, and, and giving tips to other people that, that deal with, with people that have mental health problems, mental illness. You know, don't feel offended if they do that. And that, that's just the bottom line. Sometimes you just need to remove yourself. You just need to be alone. Um, like I said, I do it all the time. Uh, now, all the time being a relative term. Do I do it every day? No, no. But like I said, sometimes I need to be alone. When it's all the time, when you go days on end by yourself in bed, that's when you do need to get help from family, from friends, from a counselor, from a psychiatrist, a psychologist, whatever it might be. Because that's when it can become debilitating. But if you need to spend an evening at home, do it. Do it. Recharge. Be alone. And then get back out there. That's what I do. And, it, you know, maybe depending what you're into, maybe you have a hobby that you're into. For me, it's music. Music is one of the main things. Uh, or I find a book and just quiet time in general. There's always Matt. I got a two year old at home. You know, I, I live in I live in Highland Park, California, which is a, a very, very popular part of Los Angeles, very close to downtown. It's always madness here. There's stuff going on all the time. Sometimes I just need, I just need a little quiet time. A little quiet time, and that's okay. That's okay. Uh, and I will say, it also helps to have a partner that is understanding of that. Whether it's your partner, partner, or just a friend, um, or just a friend that uh, that that knows you personally, but also knows that you might need those those minutes, th that time alone. But will also keep you from having too much time alone. For me, my wife is fantastic at this. She's absolutely She knows when I just need some alone time. She knows when I need some interaction, you know, and, and sometimes she knows it before even I do. And she's very supportive of that. Sometimes when I've had a rough day and she's had a rough day at the office as well, she'll come home and be like, just go, go, go listen to your music, hang out for a little while. And I'll go, I'll go outside away from, away from anything, any distraction. And I'll just, I'll listen to music for a while. And that helps me recharge. That's what I do before I come sit in this studio. I go in here, I prep. I get all fired up. I, I check out some stuff here. Then I go outside and I spend about five, 10 minutes listening to music. And that's how I get centered to come in here and talk to a wall for an hour. So it's okay to do that. Isolation is okay. Chronic isolation is what you want to avoid as much as possible. The days on end. 
And I bring this up. Why? To tell you all it's okay. It's okay to feel that way. It's okay to want to detach a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that. And most importantly, find someone that can be your champion, for lack of a better word. You know? That can kind of look look out for you a little more than just yourself looking out for you. Whether it's a family member, a partner, whatever it is, friend. Make sure you have that person. All right, let's move on to some tech. Oh, man. Tech, tech, tech. I'm, I'm really, gosh, really enjoying this. This Lagunita something easy ale. Like, it's definitely one of my new favorites. And I know Lagunitas, they, like, they're not true, true, true craft brewery. Because uh, they were purchased, I believe, the Heine, whatever uh, company owns Heineken. Uh, but the good thing about that one is they, they, they really let those breweries have just free reign. You know, they let them do what they were doing beforehand and just take the revenue. Uh, and that's what Lagunitas has going on. So really, I like supporting them despite that fact. I'm not saying you can't drink from any of the beer from any of the big companies. Uh, but I like supporting them uh, despite that. And man, it's a tasty one. I've never really been like disappointed by by Lagunitas. I've I, like I like some more than others. Like this one, really good. I could drink this like all the time. This could be a go-to beer. Sometimes I'm like, that's really tasty. I don't want to drink a ton of it. But I've never been disappointed by a Lagunitas. All right, like I said, let's get into some tech. Samsung, Samsung, and they're teasing. Samsung always teasing. It's ridiculous. Um, they teased a little bit, leaked a little bit about the upcoming release of the Galaxy S10. Uh, a couple things that we're seeing coming out or that they're promoting is the the extended battery. So we're looking at much longer battery life uh, compared to previous iterations, uh, as well as charging upgrades. So looks like I'm, I mean, we're going to hit a point here, right? Are we just like five years away from like, set your phone down? Do -do 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 -do. All right. Like, and it just blip, charges, done. I, I, we're going to hit that point. We're going to hit that point. Uh, it's very typical of Samsung to tease these little things. We're going to see more and more stuff get teased over the next few months or so until they actually release the damn thing because that's Samsung's marketing is they're like, oh, no, this image leaked. And it's like, oh, that image that you just like sent out to everybody. Oh, yeah. Such a leak. What What's up with that leak? <laughs> like some better find out who leaked it. Oh, oh, your marketing director. <laughs> OK, that's who leaked it. Oh, Samsung. Uh, we also have some other rumors from Samsung. These haven't been confirmed by Samsung, but we have some images. Uh, and it makes sense in the long run of things. Possibly looking at three different versions of the S10. There are some leaks that show all three. Uh, one of them being the S10. One of them being the S10 Plus, And the third one being the S10e. Really makes sense to have multiple versions of their flagship phone. As we've talked about with Apple, I think we are moving away from there being a handset release every year. So it really makes sense for companies to, to just kind of have two to three different versions of it, which they have already. You know, they've, they've had the, uh, the, uh, the S7 Edge and the S7. Like, there's been multiple versions. So this really makes sense. I'm I, Again, not confirmed by Samsung, but I do have a feeling that that uh, that this is going to be the case just because it, it makes business sense. It makes sense because you have such a wide variety of consumers. I mean, you're talking about like, I don't know how young, I mean, I wouldn't give my 12 year old a cell phone, but, uh, but you're talking like 12 years old all the way up to, you know, in their eighties night. I mean, my, my, uh, my wife's grandmother has a, an Apple iPhone and she is 85 or 95, 95, you know? So when you think about that range of people, like, 
yeah, it makes sense to have different versions because is is a 12 year old really going to want the same phone as it? Maybe I'm not saying they won't. Maybe they will want the same phone as a 95 year old. Uh, but chances are they won't, you know, or maybe half of the 12 year olds do and the other half don't. They want a little different, not because a 95-year-old has it, but just different features, different sizes. Obviously, a massive phone is not right for everyone Everyone out there. Similar to what Apple's done with their uh, you know, iPhone 10 Plus and all the different ones, and they have that iPhone SE, which I've read recently is coming back out. Uh, it's a cheaper version of the iPhone. Totally makes sense. So I'm not, I'm not surprised by this at all. Uh, some news from Google. Actually, I teased this a little bit a few months ago. I can't remember exactly what episode, but we do ha now have somewhat of a timetable. Uh, Google is going to be phasing out Hangouts uh, among some other apps, but specifically to Google Hangouts, we now have a time frame on that. They're going to begin phasing it out in October. October of 2019, so you still got a few months to kind of figure out what you're going to do, uh, what you're going to use for communication outside of that. Uh, I, I haven't done it myself, but personally, I, there is a Messages app through Google that functions very similar to Hangouts, also goes on your phone, and it functions with SMS, which is text messages, uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with it. So you can actually do text messages through there. Um, so, And we'll probably talk more about it come October simply because it's my podcast and I'm a Hangouts user. I use Hangouts for like video calling and all kinds of like group stuff and all kinds of different stuff. Uh, so we'll, we'll keep everyone up to date on that. And especially if you're, you'll, you'll want to know, especially if you're a Google Hangouts user. Uh, but I guess kind of mark your calendar. It's going to start phasing out in October. Um, so I, I would plan on not having it as of October, though you will likely still have it in October. That's when they're going to start phasing it out. Um, I would just kind of count that as, as your deadline to, to find uh, something new for your messages, communications, however it is that you use uh, Google Hangouts, you know. All right, we got some news from Apple. Apple recently announced, actually, oh, today, I think this just came across today. I'm not as up on the Apple news unless it's like big stuff, you know, like new hardware or whatever. Although this is pretty big. Uh, they announced that they are finally bringing Microsoft Office to the Mac App Store. I believe it's been in the iOS App Store for a little while because I, I haven't had an iPad for a couple years now. Uh, but I think, I, I feel like I had it on my iPad. Uh, however, now it's in the Mac App Store, uh, so if you have like a MacBook, you can actually go on the App Store now and get Microsoft Office. Uh, it's about time. <laughs> I'm just like, it's about time. I, I get so sick of this. Was when I was working in marketing uh, for Disney Channel, and something I often had to deal with um, was was transferring uh, stuff from from uh, uh, PowerPoint into. Um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the Apple version, very similar to PowerPoint, uh, but they just, like, they didn't get along, and it was like, this is so dumb, this is so dumb, I know you guys are competing companies, but can we just get along, like, you're out here talking about how you're trying to make everything easier for the consumer out there, yet, because you're trying to be better than the other one, you're making it more difficult, like, come on, I mean, come on, so if you're a MacBook user, uh, which I am not, so I won't can't really speak to it actually being in the store or the use of it or how it functions on a computer. Uh, but if you are a Mac user, you can now get Microsoft Office on your MacBook. Uh, like I said, I think it's I believe it's been on iOS for quite a while, uh, but now thank you, Bridget. Keynote, God, I it was like out of my head. I was like. Phew. I've, I've worked on Keynote so much, like when I was in marketing. I, I probably blocked it out of my head on purpose because I hated it. I would try to try, like put Keynote files into PowerPoint and vice versa, and it was just like, 
oh my god, can we just get along here? Because you couldn't have PowerPoint on a MacBook and you couldn't have Keynote on a PC. <laughs> and I'd be sitting in my office at Disney Channel with a MacBook and a PC laptop, like trying to get it to work for my like mar my marketing. It was crazy. It was ridiculous. And I'm I'm hoping we're gonna see less and less and less of that. A right, little more news from Apple. This I don't even think this is a big one, but I just bring it up. Uh, Apple has actually uh, they cut 200 staff from their Project Titan. Uh, didn't cut and lay off necessarily. Uh, most of them reassigned 200 people. And if you're not familiar with Project Titan, this is the autonomous car, the autonomous division, uh, which was essentially working on autonomous cars, similar to. Um, like, I know everyone's got them. There's a bunch of companies working on them. It's, Google's been working on them. Uh, so it looks like they have kind of reassigned 200 people away from that division into other divisions. There's all kinds of rumors floating around. Like, oh, why? Are you giving up on the autonomous stuff? And Apple's like, we're not giving up on the autonomous stuff. It's just... But I bring this up because I think it's funny. Like, self-driving cars, it's like a whole thing. It's just like, like the scooters. I joke about the scooter wars and stuff. The scooter wars are going to be over in, like, a year, and people are going to be over the, the scooters that you scan your phone on and stuff. And that's the same thing with the autonomous cars. Like, I'm not saying they're not going to exist and be a normal thing one day. It's just everyone was like, we got to do this, we got to do this. And now they're like, wait, people are dying. Cars are crashing. Eh, let's scale it back a little bit. And I'm pretty sure that's what's happening here. I'm sure they're going to still have people working on Project Titan. Uh, but they're going to definitely scale it back a little bit. It, you know, if you were to ask me what I think is happening, that's what I think is happening is, is that they're going to scale it back a bit. All right. Let's get into some common sense. Oh, boy. I've actually got a lot of time left. We might be a little bit short. Nah. <laughs> we say that. Maybe a little bit short tonight, and then we're like 10 minutes over. Like, oh, no, we're not even close to short tonight. Oh, hi, Quinn. We got people joining the live feed here. All right, common sense. This one's just, I like, I, I'm at the point where I'm just dumbfounded that we still talk about stuff, that it still has to be talked about. Uh, there was an incident at University of Oklahoma recently. Yeah, dirty rednecks. Calm down, Oklahoma. I say that because my cousin played football at University of Texas. It's a dirty rednecks. I got no respect for the University of Oklahoma. No, I actually have respect for them, but I don't have respect for the people uh, there was a couple sorority members who dressed up in blackface for a party. Uh, they were promptly kicked out of the sorority, I believe also the school. Uh, well, we had an incident this week where there was a gentleman uh, filmed walking around the University of Oklahoma in blackface. In blackface. Just walking around. University of Oklahoma. Major university. Thought it was okay to walk around in blackface. And I bring this up because, I, like I said, I can't believe we still talk about this. I can't believe people have to be told that that is offensive. I can't believe that people have to be told you cannot do that. Period. There's never an okay time to do that. Period. And I've talked about the history on it of it on this podcast. I'm not going to get into that. Because honestly, my time shouldn't be spent on that. My time shouldn't be spent explaining to people why blackface is bad. It's the same thing spinning my wheels on, on the Washington football team in the NFL. Or the Cleveland baseball team in the in Major League Baseball. Like, how do you think this is okay? How do you how do you look at yourself? Like, how do you possibly get up in the morning and look at yourself in the mirror and think you're an upstanding citizen? How? And this is blackface. We're not talking about something minute where we can where we can argue about, well, it's offensive, but is it offensive? No, this is offensive. It's offensive to me. 
I'm a white male. I can't imagine how it is, how offensive it is to an African-American. That's the bottom line on it. It has to stop. It has to stop. And I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to do. Other than just say, you're dumb. This is offensive. Can you please stop? And this guy, who actually, I, I, there's a still image of him. Uh, he has a shirt that says, Tommy, Mr. King of Controversy Sotomayor, the anti-PC tour. That's, I quote, that's, I don't even know what that means. Uh, but it also has a, a uh, the letters PC with like, I like to call it a Ghostbusters thing. <laughs> you may call it like a no parking thing. The Ghostbusters logo, but instead of a ghost, it's just this letters PC in there crossed out. Clearly, the dude's not in for political correctness. Um, but in the interest, uh, in the interest of, of fairness here, I will say University of Oklahoma, as much as I joke about not liking them, uh, the president came out with a swift, swift uh, response to it because this just happened yesterday or today. Uh, and this is President Jim Guy Gala- Oh, gosh. Galogly. Galogly. I'm. I'm. Oh, I apologize, uh, Mr. President of University of Oklahoma. I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to, Jim, President Jim. <laughs> and this, I quote, uh, every strong organization faces adversity and challenges. Rising to those challenges is what leads to greatness. Events of the last few days have reinforced how critical it is to focus on ensuring OU, uh, Oklahoma University, creates a positive climate for, for students, staff, faculty, absent of racism and disrespect. Together, we are charting a course for progress. Uh, so we at least know that higher-ups are aware of this and higher-ups are aware that this is wrong. And, and hopefully we'll continue to fight that because as much as I don't like University of Oklahoma because of football reasons and, and watching, uh, loving watching University of Texas beat up on them, uh, this is not acceptable. It's not acceptable for any students that go there. It's, it's, it's just not. And it has to stop. And I don't know what else we can do to make it stop. I mean, it has to hit, we have to hit a point where we, we've hit a point where you can't claim ignorance. You can't claim ignorance on these things anymore. You can't. You can't go, oh, I didn't know. You can't. That's not allowed here. So do better. Do better. Do better University of Oklahoma. Do better America. Do better everybody. Do better world. Because we're all better than this. We're all better than this. I want to bring this up. Man, I like. I just... I know how I feel, and I don't know how I feel regarding this particular topic. Uh, we got a story uh, about a, a school superintendent in Indiana. Uh, she's actually been arrested on uh, felony charges. Felony charges. Uh, essentially, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, let me get into it. But she's been brought up on felony charges uh, for what she did. And what she did was there was a student at her school uh, who had been out sick for a few days. She went to check on the student and realized the student was very sick. Took the student in to get medical help. The student did not have insurance. And then what happened was eventually she claimed the student was her son in order to get medical care and medication for that student who was very sick, who was very sick. And who obviously didn't have insurance. Um, I want to share this quote with you. This quote from uh, Casey Smitherman. Casey Smitherman is the name of the superintendent. Uh, and I quote, because if you're on the fence about this, and I get it, what she did was illegal. But if you're on the fence about this, 
you need to hear her statement on it. And I quote, Recently I was given notice one of our students was not at school. I went to his home to check on him, and he told me that he'd not felt well enough to come to school. After making sure he had eaten, I could tell he had some of the symptoms of strep throat. As a parent, I know how serious this illness can be if left untreated, and I took him to an emergency clinic. After one clinic refused to give the boy necessary treatment, I took him to a different clinic and told them he was my son. I knew he did not have insurance, and I wanted to do all I could, could to help him get well. I know this action was wrong. In the moment, my only concern was for this child's health. End quote. Here's the thing. I know what she did was wrong. Is it illegal? Yes. Yeah, it's illegal. But you can't hear the last line of her statement and not feel for her. Honestly, I don't know how I really completely feel about this. I know how I partly feel about this. We live in a greedy, corrupt country where a child is sitting at home suffering from symptoms of strep throat. You ever had strep throat? It sucks. I haven't had it myself, but I have dealt with a child who had strep throat going to the emergency room at one o'clock in the morning. It's not fun. It's not fun. It's not. This poor kid's got to suffer at home with strep throat because he doesn't have insurance because of the country we live in. So do I fault her? No, I don't. Do I acknowledge that what she did was illegal? Yeah. But what's more important? What's more important? The health of children or silly laws? Who Who lost out on this? It's absolutely a case of doing the wrong thing for the right reasons. Who, who lost out here? An insurance company that can't make a claim on some medication now? Some cl- a claim that in the end cost them a couple dollars? It's like the old parable of the man who steals the loaf of bread to feed his family. Is that wrong? Only steals one loaf of bread. Only steals what he needs to feed his family. His family that would starve if he didn't steal that loaf of bread. Is it wrong? To me, it's not. Uh, I commend you. I commend you, Casey Smitherman. Uh, and I will say, if there isn't a GoFundMe already set up, which I'm sure there is uh, for her legal fees, we're going to make sure that it's set up. Uh, and like I said, I'm sure it already is, but we'll be back next episode uh, sharing that GoFundMe, whatever anyone out there can do to help with her legal fees. Whatever anyone can do. All right. I got one more thing. I don't even know... How I Again, I don't really know how I fully feel about this one. We had an incident last weekend in Washington, D.C. I'm not going to get into details of it because you've seen it. You've watched the videos. You've watched all the videos and all these other things and seen interviews and all this crap. I'm not trying to go on one side or the other. I will tell you. I will tell you, uh, in my opinion, in my educated opinion, in watching the videos, and, and you can send me hate mail all you want and say, watch the whole video. I've watched the whole video, and I've watched other videos. Uh, those young men were out there to cause problems. I don't know the full story, but those young men were out there to cause problems. And if you look at the, if you see the look on that smug son of a bitch's face, here's the thing. I'm not a psychologist, not a psychiatrist, but I do know if someone feels, has felt threatened, They don't stand there with that look on their face. 
They don't. But I don't bring this up to just talk about things that you already know. I bring this up for a very specific reason. Because when this happened, these were students from Covington Catholic High School. Covington Catholic High School. When this all happened, social media erupted. Erupted and said, close down all of the Catholic schools. Close them down. The one that got me, anyone who goes to a Catholic school is a hateful bigot. Multiple times I saw different iterations of that. Well, wall fans, you guys like listening to me? You guys think I got sometimes have some good things to say? Do you guys also think I'm a hateful bigot? Because you know what? 13 years of Catholic school. 13 years. Kindergarten through senior year of high school. I'm the product of Catholic school, private school. Again, what those boys did, was that right? No, absolutely not. Is it right to then attack all Catholic schools because of that? No, absolutely not. There are varying degrees of Catholic schools. I'm not going to defend everything that any, I'm not even going to defend anything. What I'm here to defend is the people who have gone to Catholic school, have taken that education, and opened their mind and gone on to do good things. Not everyone becomes a hateful bigot. In fact, my high school, I can tell you I know many, many, many gentlemen from that high school. Are there a few that I don't get along with and we don't see eye to eye? Yeah. Are there many more that are much more liberal and progressive? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You know why? Because... For some of us, it was about community. It wasn't about religious education. In fact, the Catholic high school that I went to, we were required to learn about multiple religions. Required. It was a requirement. You had to learn about other religions. I learned about Buddhism. I learned about all kinds of religions. Judaism. I learned about everything in high school. So keep that in mind if you go out there and you see people posting, burn down all the Catholic high schools. Anyone who went to Catholic high school is, is, a, is a bigot. Private high school is a bigot. Not all of them. Myself included. And I don't want to bring that because it doesn't mean everyone's terrible. It doesn't. Get to know the person. Were those, were those young men terrible? Yes. Are we now seeing incidents from that specific high school that, that could be questioned? Yes. Absolutely. But it doesn't mean that's the case at every single high school or middle school or elementary school, whatever it might be. So keep that in mind. There's a saying, uh, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And this would be one of those instances. We're going to lose some, some listeners on that one. <laughs> but like I said, I'm not defending those boys. I think what they did is absolutely wrong. I'm just saying, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. All right, wall fans, common censors, podcast consumers, social media world. That's going to do it for episode 83. Remember when I was like, oh, we have so much time left. We may be a little, no, never, never happens. That's going to do it for episode 83 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Tell the Wall Pod or at Magic Muppet. Of course, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Go Tell to the Wall. And YouTube, head over to YouTube, search Go Tell to the Wall, subscribe to our page, like videos, view videos, tell us how terrible they are. And most importantly of all, 
head on over to SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Bookmark it, check back often. Blog posts, photos you're not going to see everywhere else. And, of course, linking you to all those other things that I just mentioned. So please, please, please support us, follow us, do all of the things. Again, this has been episode 83 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. We will be back next week, same wall place, same wall time. I am, of course, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you're going, and no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense.